Welcome, everybody, to our February uh, first couple weeks 92 wrestling review. This is Pat. Hey, Pat. That's Jen. We're here again to bring it back to you. I had to think for a second here because this one's coming out in January, coming out off of our uh, spectacular Royal Rumble wrap up. You thought you were going to say that you had to think about my name. No, I th- I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> your name. Like, that's. I think we're pretty good there at this point. Um, you are my trusty co-host, Jen. I am your trusty co-host, Pat. So last week's episode that we just put out, which if you downloaded it would be Sunday, covered the Royal Rumble from this year, 1992. Did we have any corrections? Did we make some mistakes on that one? Thing is, is that we're human. Okay. We make mistakes. Okay. We're also um, not sure if we really made this clear yet. Not wrestling experts got it we are two people that realized about six months ago i'd say maybe seven maybe about six months ago that when we were younger we fucking loved watching wwf wrestling okay but prior to that we really didn't talk about it much so we just decided to dive back into it and just bathe in the wonderful nostalgia that being said we're not experts i know a lot of people in this like realm really know their shit so, I'm sorry, we're going to say some things that are uh, incorrect or whatever, and... Uh, what did we miss? So, okay, there um, there was a mention that someone at number six must have won a previous Rumble, because they kept saying Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon kept saying that no one um, number five or earlier ever won the Rumble. So, in my mind, I assumed which we all know what you do when you assume that someone who had through the the number six must have won. That's incorrect. The person who won the earliest number before this was Jim Duggan won. He pulled number 13 and it was the first rumble. So oops, there was no number six draw winner. Um, you know, I think they just emphasized that so that when Ric Flair won at number one, it was fresh in your brain. Right. Um, and also just a little thing is that, Rick Martel at the 1991 Royal Rumble was in for 52 minutes and 17 seconds. I think I mentioned that he was the guy with the record. That was his record and that was his Rumble. Um, That he didn't win, but that he was in for a long time. That's You know, he lasted long, but didn't win. Didn't finish. Didn't finish. Oh, man. Hey, now. Teed it up. I fucked up that. Okay. Um. Another thing that I, I, fl- I flubbered... Um, was talking about the the real world's champ belt okay. that Ric Flair brought in with him when he came to the WWF. I think you said, oh, I think that's, he was in WCW. And I said, no, it was NWA. So it was, I'm pretty sure, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship belt. He was in the WCW. WCW gobbled up the NWA or bought them out or whatever. And they had that belt too. So he, at one point, had both WCW and NWA belt, but that, yeah, I, that, that's what that is. Um, and the last thing just to say, I know at one point I mentioned that I read an article and it's why I had some insight into that. It was the the storylines and the storytelling in this Royal Rumble were cool. Uh, that article was from the Bleacher Report. It's called Breaking Down Why Royal Rumble 1992 Was Pinnacle of Storied Event. It's by Justin Labar, and it was published December 27th, 
2013. You can find it online. Um, just not to take credit for someone else's ideas there. You know, it's not what I'm trying to do here. And that's about it. From what I can tell from the text message that I got from you, from the feverish uh, conversation, these things weighed heavy on you. So I'm glad we were able to get them out quickly <laughs> well, to you guys. You know, I just know people, like, really know their shit. And, like, and that's, we're, we're not... little little newbie babies here, right? We're, we're just getting our feet wet. Um, talk to us in four years. Maybe we'll be absolute experts. But right now, we're just we're just doing a rewatch and trying to enjoy this silly thing that we used to love. And, um, yeah, so. Well. There it is. Now that that's off your chest. Whew, much lighter. feel much lighter already. Okay. Let's get into week one of February of 92. So this episode's dropping in January. Uh, We will be doing two months in each month about. We'll be doing two weeks in each month. About. Also, yeah. Oh, no, you know what? I'm wrong. In a month. So that's why you'll find that. Yeah, we'll be covering two weeks Mm -hmm. per episode. Right. Episodes still dropping weekly. So you're right. Two months will. Two months in a month. Yeah, about. Yep. Sorry. So hopefully by July 1st, we'll be in 93. We'll get to that Monday Night Raw. A lot more content on the Peacock that, that we could use. A lot that's more the stuff. dream. That's so that, the dream. that's the goal. So hopefully you find this, you enjoy this, you get in and update it with the storylines, which start to really fire off. So I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown here of the matches that we had first. So we're going to start with this first episode was actually filmed January 7th, 1992. So we are in February 1st. So again, we're still, the footage we're seeing older house show january 7th 1992 mm, okay you know that's mm. that's what that is but the promos and everything else I, we don't know exactly when they were cut but that stuff is what's really important here but we saw we, we get a beverly brothers matchup with uh kevin catlin and scott colantino we get a boss man and a terry davis we get erwin r shyster being wonderful by the way and a bob smedley el matador and Bob Morgan. The Legion of Doom beat Jim Cooper and Pete Sanchez to retain the WWF tag title. Was he a dirty Sanchez? He was a Peter Sanchez. Oh. And we had a, an Undertaker quick quick hit to a Mickey J. We also met... I know, like we, you're, you're forgetting one here. I'm not forgetting it because the, the, the two big takeaways here from this is the fucking press conference and the meeting of our friend Tatanka. Mm-hmm. So we met Tatanka, who coincidentally fought a man named Pat Tanaka. That's like my favorite thing that's ever happened. The way they did that, pretty much poetic justice, right? Tatanka, Tanaka, like just living their best life. Do you think that was like, I mean, no, of course it wasn't intentional, but it just. No, I mean, it, it was what it was, but. It's it's the difference of like one letter. It's we wild. had We had a Vince Perfect announcing tag team here uh mr perfect hot off the heels of that rick flair's win so he is smiling ear to ear he is happy as shit and of course vince is just loving on introducing the native american tatanka he's gonna be a mainstay with us for the next few years one of my personal favorite wrestlers as a kid like i love tatanka i did too i love bret hart like i just i I love these love these guys like they're just who they're who i enjoyed so it's nice to see that fresh face getting introduced um, another one I love, Razor Ramon, is coming this year, right? We're going to see him in, what was Ooh, that? A few months. Yeah, yeah no, a few no, months. We're, we're going to get him. Yeah, on our rewatch, we'll, we should catch him by March. I mean, he's, you know, another one from from our youth that we enjoy. You mean by this March, not by yeah, yeah. March, not yet. Yeah, yeah. 
God, it's so confusing. <laughs> it's not. It's just, you know, it's a multiverse. Time, it's just time being a flat circle. But um, a lot of, not really much to take away from the Zatanka match. Uh, again, these superstars matches that we're seeing, there's not really a ton, right? I mean, would you say that there's a ton of real, like, live action at this point? or In this specific episode? Yeah, like... No, just the Tatanka-Tanaka situation, I'd say, is the most, you know... Because it, Pat Tanaka's not a jobber, so I mean... He, no, he's yeah, a but, person. And you also get to meet Tatanka. Um, yeah, no, I would say there wasn't this week much action next week well next week ne- yeah ne- next week we got a lot we'll be talking about that shortly but yeah then we get some cool stuff but... now here's what we did get <sighs> we got again teasing we got the press conference it's but we favorite. also didn't we get a dope ass promo though we got a promo from sherry and a promo from sid that i both thought were pretty dope i don't know which one you're talking about the sherry one listen i just want to know pat Mm-hmm. You have something big going on in your life. Okay. Maybe maybe you have a beef with someone and you just want to air it out. Maybe someone caught your eye and you've got a little crush. Okay. Um, it, it could be a number of things, right? Where do you go to air your grievances or your, you know, when, your feelings? Okay, so when and if I was ever love-struck. So I'm smitten okay. with love. Okay. I got kissed by that rose, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on the gray. You know what I mean? I'm here. I'd only want to go to a man that would ask me if I just came from a funeral. You are glowing like you just came from a funeral. You look so happy. You look you so happy. <laughs> Paul Bear and his parlor. That's the only place I can go to, to tell everyone about the new boy toy. I can't tell you how much joy as... A full-grown woman, Paul Bearer, <laughs> still right. get, I I find so much joy in this whole stupid gimmick. It's um like the whole time. It ages better and better as it goes on because it's oh. such a wrestling gimmick. I just can't so stop let, like I can't watch a funeral parlor. First of all, first things first. The faces he makes the entire time, whatever interviewee he's interviewing is speaking, mm-hmm. he just makes his crazy faces, and I I can't stop laughing. Second of all. The music, as Sherry's screaming, screaming about her love of her blonde man with a Greek god body, just screaming over the funeral music in the background. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's epic. And and it's definitely going to be up there for winner of the episode, winner of the weeks here. I mean, it's it's unbelievable promo. It I don't know. Enjoyable. A lot of good stuff happened this episode. It, it would win the week for, probably for me, but... Well, I don't know. There's, there's, there's also it, a press conference, which is literally my favorite thing. So well, this that, is just... that That's the meat here. So we've given you the little appetizers and we but gave you the salad. Don't worry. Her teddy bear just wants her to be happy. There's no hard feelings. Uh, I think there's a lot of foreshadowing here, you know, because teddy bear does want her to be happy. But there is a press conference, Jen. Set the table. Who's at this press conference and why? Okay. Ric Flair's at the press conference. Because he's the new champ and he's speaking on his championshipness. He's dressed like Ric Flair. He's wearing a nice sweater. He's dressed like a human being in the world, right? And then you have two tables. At one table sits... Well, it's Jack Tunney, right? And then I think he gets up and Mean Gene maybe sits there. I'm not sure, right? I think it's Jack. Like, Jack Tunney's definitely sitting there. Next to him, Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Looking rowdy as fuck. Next to him, at the end of the table, 
with a hat covering his eyes. Not looking at anyone is the Undertaker. 100% kayfabe. On the other table, on the other side of the podium, you've got your Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Next to him, you got your Mach. Mm-hmm. Next to him, you've got your Sid. Beautiful windbreaker. Now, the thing, they're all 100% in their gimmick garb, right? Mm-hmm. All of them, talk, Macho Man, oh yeah, brother. Talk, they're all talking to themselves. Sid's smiling, he's wet. The whole, the whole thing. And my favorite part about these press conferences is the news media that I am, and I've really tried to find out. I am really imagining that this is real. Like these are real. I'm pretty sure reporters. Like I think that they are. I mean, if I'm wrong, please hit us up and let us know. But I've I've tried to look it up, and I really think that these are real real news. I just love how much this really mattered at the time. You know, to like Mm -hmm. America, not just like the people that were invested in it, but like. They were just keeping that kayfabe alive so much. And mm-hmm. I don't love anything more than a WrestleMania press conference. But the point of the press conference was that Jack Tunney had to choose from the men at the table that I just mentioned who was going to face Ric Flair at WrestleMania for their title shot. Why Why does he have to choose somebody, though? In case somebody just joined the episode now, why? Well, because the Royal Rumble normally would choose that, right? The winner of the Royal Rumble would, would face... The champ, but this particular Royal Rumble was for the championship since it was vacant. So now, you know, Ric Flair is the champion. Normally he would face the champion. Got it. Okay. So, everybody, does everybody speak their case? Or- so, yeah, they spoke their case already on, like, promos. Right. You know, I think that you saw you saw them last week. Right. So you would see them at the end of January. You saw the promo. Yeah, that's right. Um... So you're just kind of waiting for Jack Tunney to give his answer. And what's his answer? What do you think his answer is? It's Hulk Hogan. I mean, it's beautiful. It's 38-year-old Hulk Hogan. And here's the thing. I'm just mentioning that he's 38 because he just... That's that's such a... Hulk Hogan, in my eyes, is always 52. Right now? How old is he now? Probably like 70-something? Mm-hmm. He's 52. He didn't get older than 52. I'm not saying that. But like... Back in the 80s, to little baby Jen, he was 52. Okay. So I'm just, you know, um, surprised that he was only 38. Yeah, he chooses Hulk Hogan. He doesn't really give a a reason. He doesn't really give a reason. Wait a minute. Under normal circumstances, I would say, hey, we made a mistake. But I really want to catch this here. So we are currently embarking on year one of our 90s rewatch. And you have consistently said... Hulk Hogan is 38 years old. And this is 30 years ago. And now you just called him in his 70s. Would you like to recant that statement? Oh, okay. So he's 68. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off. It's not. Okay. Listen. I just think it was the way you just flippantly said it. I'm oh, just no. like, you know what, man? Like, you got to keep that in. Because that's beautiful. Oh, that's no. just so like I'm not just, that bad at math. I just wasn't. I wasn't thinking. We're, we're thirty years behind. You're like I'm like wait. We're thirty years behind. Yeah, like, like literally. What are, what are we 30. talking about? But um, I'll jump in. <laughs> Oops. So everybody's pissed, but Hulk. Well, of course he's the one who he won. And he's a big winner, chicken dinner. Sid cuts a pretty vicious promo, right? No, he's pissed. He's soaking wet. I mean, I don't think he's ever been dry. He's angry at Jack Tony. 
I'm angry at Jack Tunney for him. And uh, he's just really pissed at Hogan. <laughs> pissed. Anything else really Hogan happened? caused him to lose the Royal Rumble. And I mean, he was probably good. I mean, in, it looked like he probably would have won, right? Or at least had a chance to win and Hogan pulled him out. So, I mean, how could you not be mad? And I think that's why it seems pretty sus that Hogan gets the title shot out of everybody. Right? right. But I mean, you know, in the land of kayfabe. In the, well, that's the thing is I'm talking about this in a land of kayfabe because that's where we are. Um, in a land of kayfabe, anything can happen. Anything will happen. So right now right. he's got well, himself control over, over that. Was there anything else from this week that you really felt that was like a hot topic? I mean, I think we kind of hit everything well, this, this specific first February. We got a, we got a, a new, beside the Sid promo and the Sherry promo, we got a, a Papa Shango promo. We got a new, a new character alert. Well, yeah, we got we got our first promo, but we're actually going to see him wrestle next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's going to be right on the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you also just like to talk about the Tonka again for a second. Okay, I'm here for it. Do you think it's cool that um, they mentioned Vince mentioned that he is a full-blooded Lumby American Indian, which is true, and. I don't know. Like, I just thought it was cool. They were talking about how a lot of the stuff on his outfit were, like, symbolic from other tribes, and his name is a Sioux name, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's actually, like, you know, I looked it up. It's actually tr- all true. You know? Like, so I thought that was kind of fun. Um, yeah. And he's wearing pants, which he doesn't... I don't... I mean, I don't know how long the pants last for, but I've never seen him in pants. I've seen him with his, like, little undies on with like a butt flap you know yeah like a little mud like a little mud flap i mean loincloth is that what you call that i would call it loincloth okay um yeah so just kind of interesting to see him in different garb um yeah i'm into it that's what i got that's what we got for this episode and we're gonna jump right into the next week so the next week superstars Again. So, yeah. Well, the next week we got what? We got superstars and we have a Saturday night main event. So well, we have yeah. But two we're, things. We're going to build to that main event because that is the main event here. Yeah, it's um, cool. This superstars also filmed on January 7th. Uh, we had a we had a dark match. El Matador versus Virgil. El Matador and Virgil versus uh, the Repo Man and Ted DiBiase. Uh, we had the Natural Disasters beating Bob Avery and Ray Hammer. Virgil fighting Kato. Jake the Snake versus D.D. Russell. Dee Russell getting smoked here. Sorry, Dee Dee. Um, Jim Duggan and Sergeant Slaughter against uh, Bill Bad and Jim James. The Mountie defeating Mike Casey. And, of course, our debut of Papa Shango. We get another promo cut of him. Then he comes out to the ring. He's wild and crazy. I mean, he is he is, he is our man. Where are uh, the hoes, Pat? Well, he's our man, the Godfather. Which is which was the gimmick that he actually got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in in 2014, but for now he's Papa Shango. So thoughts, feelings about any of these matches, anything? I mean, right now. I mean, the Papa Shango gimmick is uh, it's prime, <laughs> it's prime 90s wrestling. Is this okay gimmick? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's clearly trying to go ahead and uh 
it's clearly trying to take hold of the like undertaker idea you know like they're trying to do like okay here's another you know netherworld type creature of the night thing yeah doesn't it seem like i mean not to get too deep into this but like a little like exploitive though of um like haitian culture and like voodoo and that kind of it seems a little bit exploitive to me so you're gonna really sit here on a (laughs) 90s wrestling (laughs) podcast and try to talk about being exploitive i mean i i don't I don't get it. We just, we just, Tatanka's red streak was what? For all the, for all the blood of all the Sioux Indians or something? All the nations combined. All of them combined? Right, well, yes. Tatanka, though, in his defense, is actually a Lumbee, American Indian. And I'm not, um, of Native American descent, so I don't think I really have much of a opinion to express one way or the other. I mean, I, but he... Like, I just feel like if he was um, Johnny Smith from down the block, you know, who's German and Irish, like, that's a little bit more of a problem. Like, I don't... I get it, but I mean, I'm just... Papa (laughs) Shango. I'm just saying, I'm just saying we're in a land where there's going to be, you know, there's going to be little people that are going to be dressed as clowns. There's going to be... I mean, there's just... Listen, it's the land of the exploitive is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, can't pick and choose your battles. You're either all in on the circus or you're not. You know, we love love this because we love the gimmicks. Uh, This Papa Shango gimmick, I'm not a huge fan of it in general just because I don't like it. I probably like... Probably... Like, Kama, the ultimate fighting machine was pretty cool. I liked Kama. Like, I'm the ultimate fighting machine. I thought that was a pretty cool gimmick. It just didn't really take off. And then he became the million... I mean... He becomes the million dollar, like million dollar man's guy. Like that's fun. That that whole thing with his feud with the Undertaker. That's yeah. Fun. He like melts down his iron and yeah. stuff and turns it into a chain. Um, yeah. You know, I think this is just a super one hundred percent personal preference. If I can't see someone's face, like I just don't tend to like them as much. Well, I'm which gonna... is not fair, but it's just how I feel. Well, you know that like a lot of Mexican wrestling, the lucha libre. Oh, those... right? Yeah, they're yeah. all in on that. So it's kind of like. You are, you know, it's it's really it's regional. It's cool because, like, obviously, this is not that, right? He's not wearing a mask like that. No, and he definitely doesn't have like a lucha libre like no, no, no style. But that idea, not, like, like little... you know, you're gonna have to expand your horizons as you come into the. Oh no, I'm not saying that I don't respect it. I can't enjoy it. I'm just saying, as a personal preference, usually I don't connect with those characters as much. Okay, that, that's all. I mean, even like Kane is fucking awesome. Is he one of my favorites? No, and I think part of that is that I can't see his face. Okay. But. Accepted. Mm-hmm. We had a couple promos. There it is. A couple more promos. We had uh, Ric Flair head over to the funeral parlor. Oh my god. Like, this was the. This was like. <laughs> it was good. It I was can't. good. Because he's bringing all of his Flair energy. He's got it dialed up. It's, to a thousand. It's dialed up. He's got perfect there and perfect always has that. It's like the most perfect douchebag, arrogant face he has mm-hmm. all the time. Such a great character. Ah, oh, he's so good. Um, So he's on one side and this Paul with his face doing what it does on the other side and Flair just screaming that Hogan, look at this bell and learn to love it. And it's great. With... The Death March blaring in the background. It's so good. I mean, it, I there, I'll never get over it. It's there's the not much to add on my end because it's just a perfect, it's just a perfect, it's a perfect coda to this little section here because it's just so out of control. But, but. Is it your favorite, like, 
is a funeral parlor your favorite, um, like, interview stage? You know how they have that, and they have, like, um, the barbershop, and then kids' I really, court. They, or do you not do not really Honestly, know? I remember a little bit of the barbershop. I'm not a... The problem with the king's court is I felt like it was really mean and yeah, mean-spirited sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Even as a kid, I was like, it's a little mean. It was mean to some people in the crowd and stuff, and I just... I, the, I, the Heartbreak so I Hotel. Yeah, I didn't connect with that. The Heartbreak Hotel is just, I mean, that's silly. It's silly. Me. It's not as mean. It's I probably like the funeral parlor the most because there is something absolutely creepy about Paul Bear's like whole demeanor. He's probably the nicest dude, but just the whole thing with the white face and everything, it's so good. And then the Undertaker's there and you're just like, you know, at least when you're a kid, you're like, man, funerals are weird and scary and... They you, suck. You know, he was suck. really... Um, I know. Uh, a funeral director. Yeah, before he did all this. I, I mean, know we said that at one point, but I think it's on the Lost episode, so... Yeah, I mean... It's, it's wild. It's just The wild. energy that that brings, you know? And it's just like, man. So, yeah. I, I probably enjoy that the most, but, I mean, as we're going through it, I may... I reserve the right to, to change it, but... Well, there's a, there's another promo, and it's with, um again, it's with Flair and Perfect and Undertaker... And Paul Bearer, because they're doing like a um, like a house show. So they're they're doing a promo for that. And there's a moment where Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. and Paul Bearer like have a moment, like where they make eye contact. And it's you need to watch it as superstars just for that promo, yep. just for that moment between like Perfect and Paul. It is it's but also chef's like kiss. it's wonderful. Also, like Paul Bearer is literally photo bombing. Before there was photobombing, so he's just, like, doing his thing, but, like, right perfectly at the perfect angle, like, right underneath the Undertaker's, like, hand, like, right above his hand, so it just, it's so good. It just, it's good. They have that promo because they're promoting a show at the end of February, um, a house show. Boston? Boston, I think, and Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper are promoting a show as well, and... Showdown, Uh uh-uh. We're gonna have a Saturday, you know, we're gonna have a main event. Saturday night's main event. And that main event, Sid cuts his promo for that event. And he basically is like, well, I'm sorry. I promise I'm going to be good, Hogan. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's kind of like, not pandering, but, you know, setting up with a little bit of, you know, he's he's buttering the roll here, you know? Like... Like a Seven Eleven, but yeah, like a nice Seven Eleven. It's a it's a fresh roll, a fresh Kaiser. We know he's mad, mm. but he's like, you know what? Maybe I've taken it too far. Yeah, Maybe no, I've no, taken he, it too far. He says, guys, you misunderstood me. I'm sorry. Like, uh... and then that leads us into Saturday night's main event. There it is. Saturday night's main event here, Jen. So yeah, let's... do I wish there were more of these to uh dive so into? This one is actually on, um. This one's actually on Peacock, which is the preferred platform to watch this stuff based on just the quality. It actually feels like it was filmed 18 years past, like, when the superstars were filmed. Like, when you watch them on YouTube versus this, which is, like, crystal clear. It looks like it could have been filmed yesterday. It's it's wild. So like, we actually got into an argument as to what... Not a real argument, but, like, as to whether or not they were green screened in. Because... Whether they are or they aren't, it looks like the quality looks is so good. good. It's Yeah, it's wild. But this event was filmed on January 27th in 92 in Lubbock, Texas. And it aired on February 8th. So what we had for the main event, these are quicker 
um, you know, quicker episodes, like maybe 45 minutes to an hour, but you actually had real storyline movement and real people wrestling. So this one was also, this one was, uh, was Bobby the Brain and mm-hmm. Vince that were commentating. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple matches here to go through. So what are the matches? Okay. We got, the first match was Mountie. First Piper for the Intercontinental. Mm-hmm. Um, second match was Hulk. He is escorted by a beefcake. The beefcake. With Sid versus Flair and Undertaker. Okay. Of course, escorted by everybody's favorite, Paul. Um, we got a Duggan Slaughter tag team versus the Beverly Brothers. And then we have a Macho Man, Jake the Snake match. So that's what we got, and it's it's good. It's it's a good a good card. So in terms of the card, we'll go in the order that we were given the card, just because it's kind of easier to talk that way. So the Roddy Piper, um, Mountie match. Mountie's up to his uh, same old tricks with that shock stick. Yo, before any of that happens, Roddy Piper just kisses a random girl in the crowd. And and you, that's where you want to go with it. I mean, that's he's a, he's a, he's a wild man. He has like seven children at this point. Huh? He's living his best life. He's making someone's well, no, day. I, I guess I know why. <laughs> he's making someone's day. He's he's a lord. And he goes into the ring. Surprisingly, he never takes his shirt off, which is just not a Roddy Piper thing to no, do. No, I feel like he's always in his little undies. Yeah. It is surprising. This time, no. He gets right into the action. Mm-hmm. No. Of course, he ends well, up... Well, that's because Mountie attacks him, right? Right. Well, he, so pre- we... he pressed X. So you think. He pressed X. He and he broke X. out of the intro. Uh, yeah. For those that don't play WWE, uh, you should. But, you, you you know, the 2K series. Breakout press X? Just breakout press X. So he broke out. And he proceeded to douse him in water. And then shock him with a shock stick. Except. Does shit. Doesn't do anything when you're wearing a wetsuit. Hey, now. Yeah. So Piper shocks him. And then takes off his shirt to reveal his shock-proof wetsuit. Is that what that is? Is that a wetsuit? I'm. Are wetsuits shockproof? Well, if they're water resistant, then the water would stop at the suit. So I guess, I, I guess that's the idea. I wonder if there's shockproof clothing one could wear. You know, the thing about it is, if the shock stick's not real in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so we had that. What are you saying? Then we had our uh, Sid Hulk Hogan versus Flair Taker match. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets their intros, and like Jen was saying. Hogan comes out with the beefcake. He so the, says, my true friend till the end, you know. Beefcake's kind of just around. He's there. It's, uh, you know, they're having a match. And it's becoming increasingly clear that Sid wants nothing to do with Hogan's tag, with supporting him in the match. Yeah, well, Hogan was getting the shit kicked out of him for yeah. a pretty long time, you know, by by the Taker and Flair. So Sid just bounces out. He says, fuck it, leave him. He goes for the tag. Sid's like, nah, B. I'm just going to smash your, your face onto the mat and I'm, I'm, I'm piecing. And he leaves. So, he of course, leaves. the beefcake comes in very, very, very awkwardly to, you know, assist. The ring gets cleared out. Two best friends anyone can have. Hulk Hogan's pretty pissed at the cake. At first. Yeah, because, because the cake, you know, is risking life and limb to get in Also, like, ring. I feel like I'd be remiss to not point out what's going on with the cake. And his attire. I mean, 
His attire seems similar to the same attire that he wore the day that Marty uh, committed his act of cowardism. It's just, it's as unbelievable every time I see it. But, um, it's we're, we're going to take a break for one second oh, here. And get foods in the, the other, oven. Other matches. We are back. So, we just left off having uh, noted that there was just then a impromptu promo cut with the two best friends that anyone could have, Hulk Hogan and Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Friends to the end. Uh, and in that instance, we are now setting up a rivalry. Well, first of all, they go into Brutus and Hogan sharing hearts and bloods in hospitals when he got his face well, smashed. Yeah, it's like a well, whole, well, it's a we'll, whole thing. Well, we'll, we'll get to their love affair, but right now, they are setting up the rivalry between Hulk and Sid. Almost as if anything could happen. Because last week... In I've the heard past that. two weeks, you know, this episode was the key episode that was on TV that was the build-up for the road to WrestleMania here to help sell the tickets. So, we found out Hulk Hogan, the Immortal One, was going to be in the main event. Who knows if that lasts. But they set up here this budding rivalry between Sid and Hogan. We'll see if that pays off. We did get a wonderful Brutus the Barber Beefcake that Jen was alluding to. Literally said that as he was standing there losing all of his blood, Hulk Hogan's beating heart was beating blood, his blood into his veins of the Immortal One to help him in his recovery. It's beautiful. It's intense. Beautifully intense. Like, it goes from zero to 10,000. And you're like, both of you men are wearing quite the, the attire to be having this heart-to-heart conversation. It did inspire me to um, do a Google image search for... Okay. Beefcake and Hulk Hogan, and I found some really great pictures of them from the 70s. Okay. I encourage anyone who wasn't watching wrestling in the 70s or don't who doesn't know of these, of 70s Hogan, to uh, Google that. There are some wonderful photos. Yeah. Flowing hair. Very blonde. Beautiful mustaches. Wonderful um, aviator glasses. It's all right there. So. Aviator glasses are the best. Anyway. They never go out of style. They're classic. Yeah. So we had two more matches on this card, which was clearly the highlight in terms of the wrestling action that we got during this time period. The other two matches that Jen mentioned was the uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan versus the Beverly Brothers. Quick one. Quick match. Good match. I mean, they are setting up this uh, Slaughter-Duggan tag team that's going to run through some people for a little bit of time. They win. And finally, we had a Jake the Snake return match with Macho Man Randy Savage. So... Yes. As we discussed last year, it was basically like the feud, our, in our opinion, the feud of the year in our wrap-up episode. But this just continues. Um, the first family of wrestling with Miss Elizabeth coming out at the end. Uh, well, after after Macho Man wins. After he just... No one can stop Macho Man when he wins. He comes out, man on a mission. Multiple, multiple elbow drops from the top rope. There's just a okay. cavalcade of five foot ten white men telling him no. No, no, but he just kept doing it because he just needed Listen, Jake to punish the snake. Hit his wife. I mean, that's a lot. It was. And, <laughs> and, that's a lot. And, and Macho Man's a crazy motherfucker, so like he's And gonna, his promo you know. is legit. Like to the men out there, to the women out there, if it was your squeeze, if it was your significant other, if it was anybody, how mad would you be? And just goes out, stomps a mud hole in his ass. It's beautiful. Uh, I love Jake the Snake. It's a, it's a real brawl. I mean, Macho Man's dead on the ground for a while before he, uh... Yeah. I mean, listen, I love Jake. And, ja- and Jake's my heel right now. He's my guy. But 
Macho's always macho. I mean, you got to you got to root for the match. He brings the energy. Got to do it. And then so, there's Elizabeth running out in her beautiful green prom dress. It's wonderful. It is great. The first family of the WWE. Gives you the gives you all the good feels. All the feels. And there they are. And, and also like Jake's nose is bleeding in a way that like I I worry I worry it broke. It's possible or it's kayfabe. You know, we won't really know unless we I guess Jake. I could uh research it a little bit, but no, we probably won't ever know. Yeah. Or if Jake listens, Jake Whatever happened also, we him. learned in the promos that Brett wants his belt back. 100%. But we knew that was He coming. doesn't give a shit if he has to face the Mountie right. or Piper. But he really wants a piece of that of that Mountie. He wants he it. He really wants it. And he just wants his belt back. That's what he wants. He wants You know what? Retirement. He's over the flu. It came and went just like his new it, contract. He took some Tamiflu. He's he's doing good now. He Tam- feels better. Tamiflu? 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 I think it's Tamiflu. He got vaxxed from the flu. He got no, boosted. I mean, he got the flu. It doesn't matter. Got he it. already got it. Whether or not he, you know, he... He's better. He he drank some OJ. Had some chicken soups. Um, Sid? We didn't even talk about his promo. Well, because you... Oh, look. He saved the best for last. <laughs> Rasselmania. Sid's the ruler. Sid, Sid is... Sid... Say what you want about Sid. He is one of the best on the mic, in my opinion. I love him. I'll go to bat and argue because he is so intense. This grabs it is so mic. Was, fun. Was it Sean Mooney? Is that? I think so, yeah. yeah. He just grabs, like, in the locker room. Yeah. Grabs like, shut up! <laughs> the just way so he good. held shut up. He's just so good. And he brings such a... Such a oh, my God. He's such an imposing person that a lot of the other people that try to do it don't have that intensity. You know, like the bigger guys, because, you know, maybe they are kind of like softies or something. But Sid, just like, I feel like you are the master and the ruler. Like, you, you know. I think it's because he's so wet all the time. He's so wet. But I do feel like in real life, he's probably such a nice guy. He's probably the nicest dude. He seems like he's probably the nicest dude. He's great. He just plays such a great heel. He brings the energy to a level. He rules the whole world. And he definitely said WrestleMania. And there's right. nothing that made me happier than him saying WrestleMania. And he wants that spot. And so that's creating I'm our drama. Him, man. Running him. up to WrestleMania. He just didn't he just heal his arm wasn't his arm broken? He has yeah. some kind of situation. He's always having problems. I mean, he, just, he just fixed it and now he's back and he just, you know he wants his fair shake. Is that yeah. a thing people say? Their fair shake? It is. Okay. But we have reached the end of our review. And now it's time to give out some awards. Jen. Yeah. Who do you think owned the week? Mm. Okay. By the way, the week is going to be our episode. So who owned this episode from who all the stuff the we talked okay, about? Okay, yeah. So in my notes, I have it as two separate weeks. So I just have to look through and then look at my two owners and then make a decision ah. about who the real owner is. And it is going to be... Huh. You know what? I had... I had Piper. Okay. I'm going to say it's a Piper-Sid tie. Because Sid... Sid just walked away. He just walked away from Hogan. He's just like, fuck this. I'm Addy. To me, it's Sid. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say it's Sid. That's some real shit. Like, you own that shit. Like, he he lost it at the press conference, brought it back, and then lost it again. <laughs> like, he just, he, he got a little accordion. And I have a feeling it may pay off for him in the end. We'll see. I'm going to give it to Sid, winner of the week of the episode. Who lost the week? Like, what person lost the week? 
in uh, I think I think Hogan, right? I mean I'm gonna give it to Jake, because Jake got his ass kicked. He got smoked by Macho Man. That's me though. So I don't know where he goes from there. He got smoked pretty pretty good on the main event. Yeah, he did, he did get smoked pretty good. Like you said, you're concerned he may have broken his nose. He got smoked pretty good. It's pretty concerning. Who had the best mullet? Tatanka. He's new. It's red on top. Got a little pony. I'm giving it to Tatanka. I'm going to give it to IRS. <laughs> I mean, IRS's mullet is definitely a contender. But. Of the best mullet. I'll, I'll I can't, accept it. I can't. I can't say you're wrong, but I'm just going to stick by my Tatanka. Okay. Who, in your opinion, was the best of the new characters we met? Tatanka. Great. Yeah. So Sorry, Kama. I mean, when you come back as Kama, we'll have a different conversation. Who had the best outfit? The best outfit. There's always one answer when you see this outfit. Come on. Beefcake. Beefcake. Always. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I saw him naked without seeing him naked. I feel dirt. Like, I actually feel uncomfortable looking at him in that outfit. I'm like, oh, I feel like I shouldn't look at you. Like, if I saw a female stripper wearing that outfit, like, I think that I would get a lot of dirty looks from the women in my life. They'd be like, are you looking at that? Like, are you looking at that outfit? And it's the beefcake. 100%. 100%. Yes, I'm watching that on Saturday morning. I do feel like... In the later 90s, China does come out in the same pants, only black, at one point. I feel like China has a very similar... And still doesn't look as inappropriate as the beefcake. We love you. We love you, Brutus. We love you, Brutus. Who cut the best promo? (sighs) Alright, you give your answer. I'm gonna... In my opinion, the best promo. The ultimate setup. Now, there are some great promos here, but I'm gonna go with Sherry. I'm going to go with Sherry in the you funeral parlor because you know what? She's really important. And this was a really important little promo because it's, it's, I have a feeling it's setting the groundwork for a couple characters to branch out here. So I'm going to give it to Sherry because she loves Shawn Michaels and her teddy bear wants her I to be mean, happy. I mean, you know, when I was younger, I don't think I really appreciated Sherry. Um, I like love her now. I'm like, she was a, Boss. Yeah. Um, That's why she's got to get some wins where we can give it to her. Yeah, I mean, the boys are going to keep boss. cutting she's these She's not going to be around to him, like forever. But she was a real boss. Um, I got to give the promos to Sid because he he's so angry at the press conference. Isn't he's insane? And then he apologizes, and then he, <laughs> he becomes even more insane. And um, the flip flopping within two weeks. And I have a feeling that uh, he's going to win another promo coming up. But, um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Sid. What And finally, what was our WWE Money Grab of the Week? Well, we got a merch catalog coming out. Okay. And did you know, if you have children, you should be giving them vitamins. What kind? Did you know you can get Hulk Hogan? I actually don't know the kind of vitamins. I just know that Hulk Hogan did a commercial for them. What kind of vitamins are they? I watched this commercial like four times and I was just so enthralled by the... It's just, it's just literally probably like citrus candies. They're like, here you go. This, <laughs> this is vitamin some, C. They're like vitamin C, C hard candies. Or like, yeah, yeah. Like vitamin C chews. But There's some Luden's cough drops. No, they're literally just like fruit snacks. Well, I mean, that was a good money grab. <laughs> We're going to keep rating them. We're glad you guys came out and had a good time with us today. Jen, is there anything else you want to add? Um, You know, Pat, 
Not really. But I did hear someone on the streets the other day. Well. The mean streets? The mean streets. I did hear someone on the streets the other day. On the mean streets say that anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Sid is the master and the ruler. Of the world.